1: He's ready to go On the fan New York Sports Radio Mike's on, Mike's on He'll
0: get you the sports any way that he can It's Mike Francesa on the fan Sports Radio 66 And 101.9 FM WFAM
1: all right, on this Good Friday, we come to you a little past 6. We'll take you right up until 6.30. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Brought to you by those who drink it on this Good Friday. Uh, happy uh, Passover, everybody. Happy Easter weekend, everybody, as we uh, take you to this uh, craziest of Easters that you will ever remember. Um, you'll never experiencing anything like it. Uh, we are... Uh, in the throes of more chaos and you're going to get more debate starting this weekend because we're going to start to see as the curve goes down a little bit and people get a little anesthetized to the death rate, which they are already, and to the how many people are infected rate. And now they start to think about the economics of this and restarting. Okay, and then the question of how dangerous is it to restart, how much testing do we need? Okay, do we not need testing? We do need testing. All right, uh, those who don't want testing don't want testing because they don't want the numbers to be as big as they had feared. Uh, but the question is, should really be what gets everybody back as safely as possible? That really is the, is the only thing that matters, getting people back and getting them back safely. That's, if you can't get them back safely, you can't get them back. If you're going to bring people back and tell them that they got to wear a mask and they can't go within 10 feet of anybody else, well, it's not going to work. How are you going to get to work? What are you going to do? Sit in your own office? What if you work in an office with a lot of people? What are you going to do in the elevators? Go up one at a time? So, I mean, what are you going to do if you have to take a subway or a train? Sit in your own car? It's not going to happen. So a lot of this stuff is impossible if you're going to reopen the country. And if you're going to reopen the country and everybody's going to get sick again or get sicker, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. So we are in a very chaotic state right now. Yes, we're up against it, and we have been... The, the bounce back by the stock market the last couple of days in one regard, I think, has placated people because they look at that as a... Well, it can't be that bad if the stock market's doing well. Stock market has been, in my mind, falsely propped up by what the Fed has done. It can't continue. So the news is going to come out now about how bad things are. And as it comes out, you're going to get more negativity towards the market. You're going to see how bad it really is. You're going to hear how bad it really is. And there's going to be that feeling. And then the reality is going to come in. But if you rush everybody back, then what did we bother doing it for? If no one's going to be safe. And what people care about is being safe. And look at the one poll that was done. I understand it's not a wide scientific poll, but you don't need that many people to get the idea. And this is the gist. Basically, I want to get out of the house, but I don't want to go anywhere where I'm not going to be safe. That's it in a nutshell. I just put in all this time. I've been in the house. If I have my own business... My, my business isn 't good if I work from if I have to work for a living or i didn 't work in the last month, my pocketbook's not good, and my budget isn 't good um, Whatever the situation, nothing is that good economically and now, if I go back a did I have it, very few people know if they had it or not b can I get it again because now there 's even reports out of uh, Korea that you can get it again which would scare the heck out of everybody because they've been telling you, well, if you don't have it once, then you can't get it again. Well, we don't even know that. And I'm not going to any big events or doing anything, getting on an airplane or doing anything until I know I'm safe. Now, that doesn't mean everybody. I think the people under 30 years of age think they're, you know, they're invulnerable and they can't, no one can hurt them and they're, you know, they're bulletproof and everything else, which they're not. But they could think that way. And if I were 30, I think the same way. I'm telling you right now, I would. I wouldn't be thinking about anything. I'd just be going right back out. And I probably would have been the one they were yelling at that I wasn't paying attention. i I first admit that. But I'm not. And now I've worried because, hey, I've known people who are my age who've been healthy and have gotten it and have died. And we all have pretty much now. We know people who've been in the hospital sick. We know doctors who have treated patients and gotten sick. I know people who have died. We all do. So... There's been a cold reality to this. So nobody wants to jeopardize themselves when they come back. Yes, they want to get back. Yes, everybody wants to get back. We want to go back to our way of life. We miss it. We want there to be games. We want to be able to go to a a movie, go to a go out to dinner, go to a show, go to a game. Everybody wants that desperately, wants to be able to travel this summer, want to be able to go to the beach, want to be able to go to the Saratoga, want to be able to have horse racing again. We want everything back. I understand that. But if we have it and we get a second wave and you see this stuff now that when we had the last plague, and this has almost been like a plague, well if we, that it was the second wave that was the deadliest. Well, No one wants any part of that, and although they have done a lot of work, there's a wonderful story in the Wall Street Journal today about Pfizer and all the other companies and how much work they have diligently done towards getting some vaccines or some therapeutics that'll work. And where they are and how far ahead they are and how much work they're doing. And there's 21 different companies involved and all this different stuff, okay? So that's at least something that you can hang your hat on. But right now, you don't want to go out and get knocked flat on your back and then fear that you're going to go to a hospital. And the fear that I could tell you right now that I had was, hey, you know what? I didn't want to bring it into my house. I didn't want anyone to get it. But if I got it, ah, I would have been okay. But then in the back of my mind was, well, what happens if I have to go to the hospital and all of a sudden I can't breathe? You know what? That's your fear. We all had it. I had doctors call me up saying, hey, you know what? I'm 60-something years old. I I don't want to get this. And I understand why, because what if you're the one person out of ten or one person out of twenty who it attacks your lungs, and it was attacking people's lungs in such a way that it was doing severe damage, and all of a sudden the ventilator wasn't working, the medicine wasn't working, nothing was working, and people are dying. Look how many people have died. Look how many people have died. We've been people have been dying in our, in our neck of the woods, in our backyards. People have been dying by the six hundreds, and seven hundreds, and eight hundreds every night not been something that isn't real. It is real. So no one wants to come back unless it's safe. And we understand we're up against an economic clock. We understand that. Everyone wants to get back to a life of normalcy, but safety is an enormous part of this. And the first thing that has to happen is you don't have to be guaranteed that you can't get the virus. No one's going to guarantee you that. But what you need a guarantee is that they have something that'll save your life if you get it. And we don't have that yet. Until we have that, everyone's going to have this fear in the back of their minds. I can tell you right now, until they have that, I'm not going into a stadium. I'm not voluntarily getting on a plane with a lot of people. I'm not doing that. I'm not going into a hotel room, which I don't know who was in it before me. I'm not doing that until I get some assurances that they have something at the hospital, that if I get sick, because in the past, your theory was, hey, if I get sick and they can get me to the hospital, I'm going to live. Now, you don't know that, and that's what we need, that assurance. If we can get that assurance, we're, we're home, but we don't have it yet. And now we're in this push-pull, push-pull. Oh, we could have a depression. Yeah, we could. I mean, that's not crazy. We could have a depression. Because we completely stopped the entire economy. And they can think they can prop it up, but I don't believe they can. And I'm not an economist, but I don't think we can prop it up for very long. And I understand the idea where we got to get the country, move it again. I do understand that. But if we did it and all of a sudden we have thousands upon thousands upon thousands sick and we have nowhere to put them and we can't get them healthy and they're dying off in huge numbers, what is that going to look like? And we've already had a taste of that and we don't want a bigger taste of it. So this is a tough call. This is not one you want to have. Because you got a real chance of being really wrong here if you're making this call. Now, we know one person isn't making this call. There's a lot of issues. Cities, states are going to have their own say in this. The government's going to have a big say in this. But this has to be done in a careful manner. We already took a drastic step. Now we need to do this in a careful manner. Baseball, you can tell already, is, mo- is remodeling their Arizona plan. That Arizona plan, as I told you, if you were listening to Radio.com earlier today, was not going over very well. Now you have a different plan they're trying to, but it won't matter because I can tell by the way the players reacted, a lot of them don't feel safe. And I, I hearken back to what Mark Cuban said on CNBC yesterday, two days ago. And I like when Cuban comes on there because he's smart. And he said, they said to him, when's the NBA coming back? He said, my team's coming back when I'm convinced my players will be safe. Case closed. There's nothing else that needs to be said. And that's the same thing we all need. Convince us that we have at least a modicum of safety and we're coming back. But you got to convince us we have that. And you can't tell us some lie. you got to tell us the truth. If we don't have that, tell us that. And if we do have it, great, we're back. And if we don't have it, you got to tell us that. And you're starting to see outbreaks now in other places in the country that was all New York, was all New York. Well, now it's not all New York. Now you're seeing little stories about other places. And you're going to get more of those in the days to come because some of them are running behind us. And I'm not saying we're out of the woods yet here because we're not. I talk to people uh, at the hospitals here and they say that they are seeing, they're not seeing fewer deaths, but they're seeing fewer people come to the hospital, fewer people go into intensive care. They are seeing that. So that's a positive. But they're not seeing fewer deaths in our areas yet. They will fewer numbers that go in, eventually there'll be fewer numbers dying. It's just as simple as that. But right now, that's not the case. So, the death numbers are still horrific. We're still dealing with that every night. 700, 770, you know, just outrageous numbers of people. Your heart goes out to every one of them. And if you need food, and you're hearing more and more about people who need food, The money hasn't gotten to them yet. They might not have food. We don't want people turning to rash actions. Call the food centers and please be generous. Donate, even in your neighborhood, in your area close to home. Donate what you can so that people have a place to turn to because those food banks are getting overtaxed right now. The number is one 5 hungry that we always give you to donate. Or if you're in need of sustenance, call them. They'll get you directly to someone who will help you. And if you can help them, they'll tell you where to go to donate. So it's the same number. Use the same people we use all the time, the people we hit you with on Thanksgiving that you're so generous to. The people we've been in business with for, on the fan for all these years, one 5 hungry Donate what you can. Give what you can. If you need to take, if, you need to, if it's your turn that you need help, same number. They'll help you. They'll help you immediately. Don't overreact. Keep your wits. Stay calm. I know this is still getting a little crazy and it might get a little crazier. So if you can, stay calm. We'll come back, take a quick break, then we'll come back and we'll get some calls in on this Good Friday as we head towards Easter Sunday uh, on the fan. And I will be with you Sunday morning from 9 until 1 as we continue to step in on Sundays until they get the regular you know, rotation back, whenever that is. Um, but I'll be with you 9 to 1 on Easter Sunday on the fan and on, the, on CBS uh, Sports Radio. And tonight you got a game with Howie coming up at 6.30, so you can listen to that. A Met Classic this evening. It takes you back. Give you a chance to sit back and listen to that. And uh, remember when. Calls when we come back. All right, we're back here as we take you towards uh, 6.30. Right here on The Fan and com on this uh, Good Friday. So. The people entering the hospitals in our metropolitan area has gone down. It has gone down appreciably. So the staying at home, staying away from people, doing what they've asked you to do is working. Is it resulting yet in a decrease in the death numbers? Not yet because those people have entered the hospital. They've been lingering on ventilators and they're they're still perishing at Extreme numbers, hopefully those will go down in the next few days. They will because there's fewer people in intensive care and fewer people in the hospital. But those numbers are still extremely alarming. They've been in the high 700s for days, and that's very hard to take. And the number nationally is approaching 20,000 dead. And now the debate's going to shift. And it's going to be an extreme debate as we head into this second two weeks of april because the economic data is going to be extreme the economic tensions are going to ratchet up dramatically a lot of people are out of money they haven't received any money yet so they're going to start to panic are you to, so there's a lot going on frank in the bronx real quick frank what's up i want to try and get these calls yeah, in go ahead frank you, good what's happening
0: not much, man. I, I usually get on you for silly stuff or nonsense. But, you know, you made, you made such a point just now. It, this
1: world that we're living in, and, and you just kind of nailed it right on the head, man. Like, it sucks right now. that, that the, the way we're living and the way things are going and, and guys like yourself, when you really put it that way, it made a lot of sense. Well, listen, it, it's going to get better. Listen, just, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it's going it, it And, and listen, th- thanks for the call and have a nice Easter. It's going to get better. It is. Just, you know, it's not good right now. You know, uh, somebody sent out a tweet and just said 2020's got a lot of nerve. In other words, basically, you know, what is the rest of this calendar going to deliver? You know? They could deliver some nicer weather, too. I mean, it's 40 and freezing today or 35 and freezing today. We could use some 70-degree weather to go outside. You know, if we're going to be doing this, we could use some nicer days, although they've even completely shut the golf courses down now. You can't even walk them anymore. So uh, even that's happened. Dean in Garden City. Go ahead, Dean. Hey,
0: hey, Mike. How are you? Good. Uh, what's uh, happening? was always. Listen, I'm a, I'm a surgeon in the area, and okay. um, I just wanted to, to make uh, two points. Go ahead. One, I, I see a lot of activity. Um, it seems like the market's doing better. People are starting to feel better. We're getting a lot of optimistic uh, tone out of our, our leaders, but it is still very, very bad out there. People need to stay home. This is far from over.
1: I agree uh, with you, and I, th- and I think the market has been actually sending the wrong message. I think that's because the Fed has propped them up with so much money. The market, I do not think, will continue doing that. I'm surprised it has done as well as it has. And I agree with you because I have a lot of friends who work in the hospital business and doctors, and they keep telling me how bad it is. So you're right. I know that. And you uh, probably ha- are you a uh, surgeon? I'm a surgeon, correct. Yeah, and, and you haven't done any elective surgery at all, right?
0: Nothing. I mean, and I, I'm, a, I'm a colorectal surgeon. Even right cancer we have to hold off uh as long as we can have you done any and surgeries
1: other- at all have you done any surgeries um,
0: Emergency surgery, anything okay. if people are bleeding they're okay. all things like that
1: gotcha. but um the
0: other point is a lot of attention has been paid to ventilators and if you get put on a ventilator it is a very poor prognostic sign I right think you're,
1: for- you're pretty much done right
0: yeah it's well it's not it's not good so right. that's why st- staying at home is, is critical. And I re- I wanted to get your opinion. I love it when you take real-world um, experiences and you put it in terms of sport. Um, as far as our leaders go, not to get political.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead however, ask the question. Do
0: you, feel that this, do you feel that this man is up for this job? He just, if you had a quarterback that was thrown pick after pick after pick, at some point you have to do something. And I don't know what can be done, but it, I just do not feel comfortable that, or leadership
1: has. I don't. I don't right. think. He, I don't think he's had. I don't think he's had a good read on this situation. Okay. Um, and I think when you're dealing a president, thanks for the call, Doc. First and be well. Uh, a president is only going to be as good as two things: his information and the people around him that he trusts. Now I don't know who he trusts and who he doesn't trust but you're only going to be as good as your inner circle and as good as the information you're getting. Now, he's leaned on Fashi here, and Fashi is the number one infectious disease guy in the world. And I think he's made some sound calls with him. I think they got off to a very slow start. And I think the problem is, and this is a very hard thing, the president's extremely competitive, and he's got his eye always on November He's got to get his eye off November right now and his eye on the virus. And he's got to understand, and this is what somebody's got to get in his head, beating the virus will be the best thing he can do in the long run for November. So put everything into that. Everything into that. Stop worrying about the message as far as how it plays to the base or how it plays to the polls and worry about the problem at hand. And I don't think that's been done enough. I just think we have, I think what we respond to is a plan we can all rally around and believe in. And what we need now and what I would do if I were the president is I would spend the next four days getting together the people I want in that white house, be it, The leaders of industry, be it Buffett and Gates and Bezos and anybody that I think is that smart and that bright and guys who have hands in the military, guys who have hands in delivery, guys who have hands in technology, guys who have hands in medicine, I would have everybody there, guys who have hands in every form of capitalism, every form of industry, every form of culture, in all, and then I'd listen to all of them and say, let me hear ideas. Let me hear plans. Let me hear what we should be doing here, and then narrow it from there because we need a plan going forward here, and until we have a plan that while we're still at home, we need a plan we can believe in and rally around, And we need to see that plan. All right, in 10 days, we're going to do this. Or in two weeks, we're going to do this. Or in one week, we're going to do this. That's what we need. That's something we can get our arms on. That's something we can rally around. That's what we need. And that's what's been lacking, is we need something we can be directed by, something we believe in, something that is tangible, and something that we all believe will work. And the first thing he's got to do is find out what that thing that will work is. Taking into account the economy. Taking into account distribution, military, medicine, the economy, Wall Street, every part of our culture, the school systems, everything, and then go from there. Listen, everybody, as much as you can, have a very, very uh, happy holiday weekend. Be safe. Uh, and hopefully things will take a turn after the weekend for the better. Hopefully. Just keep your fingers crossed. Say a prayer, and maybe that will be the way we go. the um, Tequila, as always, brings you the program brought to you by those who drink it. Have a very, very happy ISA, happy holiday, uh, happy Passover, uh, and whatever you do this weekend, stay safe. Howie's next with the Met stuff, and we'll see you Sunday morning at 9.